you're listening to the Locked In Podcast. Here's your host, Algernon Cash. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. So much happening around the triad area. I talk a lot about what's going on in my backyard all the time right here in Winston-Salem, Forsyth County. But right next door to us, um, Greensboro is seeing some real unprecedented growth. Um, a lot of big announcements coming out of Greensboro in terms of job creation. Um, but it doesn't stop there. I mean, we, we're seeing all types of announcements around the arts and the um, restaurant and the entertainment community. And right at the eye of the storm is a good friend of mine, Zach Matheny, who is the head of downtown Greensboro. And he is locking in today with us to update us on what's happening and what's the driving force behind all the growth in downtown Greensboro. Zach, thanks for locking in with me, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I see you. I see you've got the the trains running on time over in Greensboro. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about it, man. I mean, we we read the business journal. We 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 see the news and record. Um, I know you and I had lunch um, recently, a few weeks back. You said you've got somewhere around a dozen new restaurants opening in downtown Greensboro this year alone. Um, for my birthday a few weeks ago, I enjoyed the Chris Rock show over at the Tanger hey. Performing Arts Center and um, was able to have dinner after at you know in downtown. So much happening over there, man. For my audience that don't know a lot about downtown Greensboro, tell us what's happening there. Well, you 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 nailed it. I was at that Chris Rock show as well. Uh, the Tanger Center. You know, At your seats were better than mine, though. <laughs> I had pretty good seats. Um, the Tanger Center is a game changer. It's, it's not only a game changer. Of course, it's downtown Greensboro, but it really is a game changer for the triad. Uh, the Tanger Center, you've had the Broadway shows, Chris Rock. You've had a lot of musical artists come through. I've taken my kids to a few shows. Um, and that, uh, I mean, Hamilton was here for three weeks. I mean, to have that in, in downtown Greensboro is phenomenal. And what you're seeing because of that is more growth. Our restaurants, as you mentioned, within the, if, if we can get supply chain issues, we'll have 12 new restaurants in downtown and we're probably still counting. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very impressive I, to, to sort of dial in on Tanger. And, and it, it does seem like at least a, a lot of the growth I see in downtown Greensboro, Tanger seems to be one of the, the big driving forces. Talk a little bit about for some of us that may not be so close to that deal, don't understand how it came together. That was a really, really big investment. I, it, it took, you know, business leaders, government. I mean, it took everybody working together. Talk a little bit about how that deal came together and why it was so important for it to happen. Well, I'll tell you, it was an interesting thing. Uh, certainly, it's, it's a huge deal. And the price of the Tanger Center kept going up and up and up. And so, you know, being in a city council, you know, we we're putting forth millions of dollars uh, to invest in the Tanger Center. And I didn't want to raise taxes. Uh, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just tax money that we were using. So how do we raise the money to do it. And we had a lot of challenging conversations with some community leaders. I mean, there was one, a good friend of mine, Walker Sanders, who's the president of the community foundation. He and I had about a, a 60 minute, what I'll call a passionate conversation with some colorful language because I wanted a $20 million economic development bond to put forth. 
And, you know, I'll, I'll really focus on economic development. And so through that passionate conversation, Walker's still a very dear friend. Uh, we were able to get to it and we were able to create a finance strategy based on usage, on tickets, parking, et cetera. So it did not, was not funded through property tax. It was hmm. funded through the usage. And so with the tens of thousands of people that are coming through, the ones that are using it, helped fund the Tanger Center. And wow. we that, had cool. $50 million of private money. It's crazy to think about the private money that was raised for the Tanger Center. And you, you talk about the people that are coming into town to use it. I mean, obviously, I made a trip over from Winston. That, that was a short trip. How, how far away are you seeing people come to downtown Greensboro because of the Tanger Center? You know, so I have this data uh, that tracks cell phone usage. Um, so we can tell where you came from, where you went to the Tanger, and where you went after the Tanger. And so I remember vividly looking at it through Wicked, which was last September. We zoomed out, and there was a large amount of people that came from Green Bay, Wisconsin, hmm. from see Wicked. So literally, folks are coming from all over. One of the cool things is we are attracting a lot of folks from Charlotte, Raleigh, Durham, coming to the Tanger Center more so than we are going to the Durham Performing Arts Center. Mm. So we're folks locally, but as well, you know, folks want to see these shows and they're coming to Greensboro. I think that's really cool. And, and I, you, you know, these people do come from far and wide and then they need places to eat, but they also need places to stay. And um, your hotel market seems to be expanding quite a bit in downtown Greensboro. I'll talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, you know, we were somewhat of a backward city. We didn't have, we had one hotel downtown for the longest time. And then when Roy Carroll opened the Hyatt place, pre-COVID, it was the, one of the fastest Hyatt places from an occupancy standpoint throughout their whole system. Hmm. And the Hampton Inn just opened. I met with those folks last week. They haven't really advertised yet. They're not fully finished. But they went ahead and opened, and I know they had over 60 rooms last weekend, and they're not even advertising. Mm. We've got the, the Weston Hotel that is in the works right now that's going under construction. And then Roy Carroll's going to start uh, an AC hotel, a nine-story hotel with a fabulous rooftop bar at the top. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the AC brand. It, it helps that that's also my initials, you know, Algernon Cash. So I, I, I like to pretend when I go to the AC hotel that that may just be my hotel. Um, the AC hotel in Asheville is really nice. It's got a great rooftop area. And so if Roy Carroll is planning to do anything similar to that, um, you, you guys will see me over there quite a bit in, in downtown Greensboro. You, you know, one one place that I've not seen a lot of activity and we've, we've kept up with it through the paper is the old News and Record building. Um, I know that's a large facility, vacant building you all have in downtown. What's the plan there? What's what's the plan to sort of revitalize that building or, or, or move that block forward? Yeah. One of the things uh, we've got to take that building down. Um, I will tell you that there is a lot of activity going on with that property right now. Um, there's two pieces. <clears throat> the southern piece is owned by the former Landmark, the, the company that used to own the News and Record prior to Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. So they uh, that property is separate. And then you've got northern, 
which Berkshire Hathaway actually owns, which is where the main building is. Okay. But for us to measure up to East Greensboro, to the Greenway, that is some of the most important dirt we've got in downtown. And combined, it's about a little under 10 acres. Uh, but I'll tell you, as you know, there's a, there's a lot of activity right now. A lot of activity. No, I, it, it seems to be a lot of activity all over downtown. You know, some of us, again, I'm not from Greensboro. I sort of come in and out. My audience may, may, may do the same. What are we not seeing? What are we not hearing about that you want people to know that's happening, either happening in Greensboro downtown or, or maybe, maybe coming soon? You know, there. Besides the restaurant, our retailers are doing really well, um, and it's, which is a tough business. You've got Amazon at your fingertips, but our retailers, we really didn't lose anybody through the whole pandemic. Hmm. So we're able to capitalize on that. We've got some great new restaurants that have opened: Seafood uh, Destiny, Vidici, uh, to name a few. Um, so we, the the COVID, the pandemic stunned us but as a community we came together and supported our local businesses and so you know that's key that's the backbone of the economy um one of the things i'm pushing is we've got about six new residential projects that are going to start this year um and next we need office i love driving by wrangler and lee contour brands and seeing the cars in the parking lot you know folks are coming back to work um, and so it's great to see, and that helps our businesses. Yeah, you 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 bring up a great point about office, and I'm I'm often very critical about downtown Winston for that very reason. The office vacancy in downtown Winston is astronomical. Um, a lot of times, it's connected to the fact that we might not be bringing in new companies into our community, and and you know that typically drives the office market. Um, over in Greensboro, you all have had a lot of big announcements, economic development announcements. Um, the Toyota battery manufacturing plant that's coming, boom, that's coming out near the airport. But I don't, I mean, I don't know if these places or these announcements really create downtown office opportunities. So are you working in hand in hand with like economic developers trying to land that next corporate headquarters that could be downtown or? Exactly. Honestly, you know, we've, we've been in the throes of trying to retain the ACC. We still don't know what's going to happen there. Um, we did hear that if the ACC were to stay in Greensboro, they want to be downtown. So I talked to Brent Christensen and Mike Fox, who Brent's our chamber economic development. Mike Fox runs PTP, Piedmont Triad Partnership. And what I mentioned to them was we've never had a true uh, urban job plan. Hmm. So we need to come together and figure out what, how to make a, a white collar tech job, high paying urban office. We've done phenomenal on industrial, but how do we get those higher paying jobs? And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the boom supersonic uh, and the Toyota, the, that was set in motion 10 years ago. So what is our one, three, five and 10 year plan? And that's mm. really running for city council again. That's where I want our city thinking of how do we set that strategic plan out? And high-paying urban jobs is going to be a key. Yeah, I, you know, I've always been really impressed by Greensboro and the the leadership in Greensboro because I do think that that there's a certain vision there. Um, there's a certain um, level of progressiveness, and I, I think you all have made some long-range investments. 
um, like the investment around the, the mega site that, that drew in um, the Toyota battery manufacturing plant, the investments that were made around um, the Piedmont Triad International Airport for many, many years that allowed the airport to expand. And now you look at what's happening with Honda Jet and, and now boom, um, even the investment you all made in your downtown with the Tanger Performing Arts Center. And I think now that's starting to pay dividends in terms of your downtown expansion. So I, I think that's remarkable that you've got a community and a group of business folks and community folks that want to come together and sort of look, you know, not not just around the corner, but even further down the road in terms of what you want your community to look like. I have been to, um, I'll, I'll, I used to call it Radice, but it's um, Radici. Right. And, um, I've, I've actually been to their sister restaurant here in Winston called Dom's. I'm vegetarian now, Zach, so um, I, I try to try to cut out a lot of the meat. But Radice is very, very good. Definitely worth the trip over to Greensboro. Uh, before I let you go, you alluded to it at the tail end of your, your commentary there. It looks like you are set to return to, to city council. When I first met you, you were serving, I think, in the 5th District um, on city council. Um, and it looks like you're on, you're on the pathway to be back on council again. What motivated you? Why did you want to be back on council? And what, what are you excited about getting done? You know, it, it goes back to that, what, exactly what I just said. What is our strategy? We, we did it 10 years ago, and it worked. It took a lot of effort with the Fulman Arts Center, the, the, the airport area, and Toyota. And by the way, incidentally, Toyota does have office space leased in downtown Greensboro. So oh, okay. they do have about 20 employees that are working in downtown. So, you know, what is the strategy the next one, three, five, and 10 years. What, where do we need to make strategic investments and how do we, you know, grab the jobs that we all need? Greensboro, Winston-Salem, the Triad, we are great places to live. We're, we're cheap places to live, but we've got great quality of life. And so how do we tell that story? That's really a focus is how do we tell that story better? And I don't think Greensboro's done a great job of telling our story. So how do we do it better? And so those are things that are on my mind. Well, I'll tell you, Zach, I think y'all's actions are certainly even speaking a lot louder than your words right now. And so congratulations on a, a lot of what you've been able to accomplish at downtown Greensboro. Congratulations on your, um, your, like I said, you seem to be on a pathway set to return to city council. So I know you're excited about that. And I just appreciate you locking in with me and, you know, not only updating me, but updating the audience about what's happening in Greensboro. To my audience, I strongly encourage you, if you haven't made a trip over to downtown Greensboro recently, you should do so. Go check out LaBauer Park. They've got these really little cool spots. You can eat down there. Parkside Pull-Up um, just opened down there a few months ago. That's Chris Fuller's newest restaurant concept. You can grab a show at Tanger right across the street, um, or you can go grab dinner somewhere on Elm Street. So, I mean, there's just so much happening over there. Um, Zach, again, thank you for updating us on what's happening. Anything you want to share with us before you, before you leave us? I appreciate you having me on and let me share a few of my thoughts. That's awesome. And Zach, thank you again for locking in. To my audience, always make sure you stay tuned to WTOB because that's where the Locked In Show broadcasts every Sunday morning at 730. But if you happen to miss it there, hopefully you are subscribed to the podcast and you can download it on, on Pandora, Spotify, uh, wherever you like to get your favorite podcast, you can lock in with me there. Um, be sure to follow Algernon Cash on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, y'all stay locked in.
The executive producer of the Locked In Podcast is Algernon Cash for WCG. The associate producer is Tim Beeman for Such and Such Media. The views and opinions in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and are not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting company. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of WGC.